Warriors, bold, brave, and beautiful, thank you so much for joining us at Women to Warriors podcast. We at Women to Warriors are all about energizing, encouraging, equipping, and empowering you, woman warrior, for your eternal purpose. And today you've joined us on Faithful Friday, where at 7 a.m. we give you seven minutes of encouragement and prayer, and sometimes a little longer. So you can join us every Friday so you can be filled with faith. Thanks so much for checking us out. Good morning. It is Faithful Friday. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad that you're joining me this morning. Come on on here. I've got my little blanket on because I'm a little cold this morning. And uh, and we're in our RV. And uh, you're going to see my husband here in a minute. Okay, he's in a little bit of my delay today because he um, he's trying to make himself some coffee. <laughs> and we share the space. So you're in my office space right now. And he's going to be behind me in the kitchen space here in a second making his coffee. But Anyway, so thank you so much for joining us on Faithful Friday, where this is where we fill with faith. We really do. We need to fill up every day with faith with God, but today we need to really fill up because it's Faithful Friday, so we want to be especially mindful of that. So in prayer time today, um, God is sharing us with sharing with us some, an incredible story, um, and it's part of my story too a little bit. So I really we're going to read from 1 Samuel, and the story um, is through... Uh, Let's see, we'll back it up a little bit. In 1 Samuel, let's see how far do you want to go back. Because I'm not going to read all of it, but I want you to read it. This is your this is your Bible study today. So 1 Samuel, I guess you're going to start off with uh, 1 Samuel 1. And read the incredible story about that. But what we're going to talk about is Hannah today. Hannah um, is, the, is the, the woman of uh, faith that we're going to talk about today uh, for Faithful Friday. And she's going to be who our encourager is. So Elkanah and... Penina, those two are married, and then Hannah is also married to Elkanah. So Elkanah has two wives, Hannah and Penina, okay? So think about all the times that your spouse is insensitive, or you have an argument, or whatever, but then guess what? You're sharing your spouse with someone else, because this is back in the biblical days when this was the way that they lived. He had two wives, so really he, if he had any insensitivity or he had any kind of issues, I mean, two women, he had two women that he basically was being insensitive to or two women to respond to, uh, you know, and, and so forth. So in this, that his one wife, Penina, she was very um, fertile. She gave lots of children to Elkanah and his love, though, in his heart was so into Hannah and she owned his heart, like they said. So uh, in this, uh, she couldn't get pregnant. And guess what? Penina and I was like, I'm going to just belittle you and I'm going to bully you. And she became that woman, okay? And we all had that woman in our lives, okay? Sorry about this little twist of curl here. I didn't spray it because to spray just kind of makes it less, you know. But anyway, so those women in our lives that have been in our lives just feel like they are just like, eh, always at us. Maybe they're, maybe they're, saying things to us that are inappropriate or they're speaking their opinion at us and then um or something like that so something that they're doing right so for this situation this panina was so jealous because she was jealous because 
Her husband, Elkanana, was married, obviously, to another woman, which that was the part of their culture back then, but that she was just jealous because he would turn his affections to her and he would treat her so much better, it seemed like. And then, but here she was the one that had all, was birthing all the babies and, and doing all, you know, that which was really, um, was like the crown back then, you know, having all these babies and stuff for the family because the family was building their tribe. And so then... Um, with all this that she was grievance and all this stuff that she was just picking on her and, and treating her bad, this Hannah, this poor girl, she was discouraged to the point of being physically sick and unable to even eat. Okay, she was just that battered by this woman and her. And think about it. And think about all the other women maybe that were in the tribes too. Maybe she didn't have friends because this woman spread lots of rumors about her, like, oh, Hannah can't have kids, you know, whatever that looked like back then. So the other women may have made fun of her too and mocked her. And so she was so sick and physically ill that it made her, I mean, just think about that when you can, when you're making yourself physically sick, that it can hurt your body in so many different ways. Like sometimes I will stress at things and then all of a sudden I notice that my trapezius muscle back here starts to get a little flared and then a little migraine will start up the, my neck uh, and, and so forth. And that, that doesn't happen often, but that's what I can do to myself is make myself physically sick because I just realize that. I'm just in this muck of whatever it is and I need to get out of it. So that's what she did. So Hannah got a chance to escape and go and have peace with God. And so I wanted to share this with you and how important this is. How important it is to go away sometimes. Go away so that you can have your rejuvenation, that you get revitalized. I've done this in many different opportunities, whether I've gone away for um, a moment to uh, rejuvenate myself with God or I've maybe moved away so I can start a new something, a new life or a new whatever um, that I need to, or maybe it's through a new job, new location. I remember one time I moved from Ohio to Kentucky to start a new gym. So I got that new newness of starting over. And that's what she wanted to do. She just wanted to go somewhere where ah, I wasn't, couldn't hear or see people that were making fun of her. She needed to change in her attitude, right? And so she went away and spent time with God and she earnestly sought him. And that is so important. She prayed honestly to him and she didn't hold anything back. She really didn't. And this is, if you read this, this is going to be all in First Samuel. And so she also um, received encouragement from a man um, named Eli. And you can see this in verse 117. And she also um, resolved to leave the problem with God. And that's what she did when she went away to heal herself because she couldn't have any babies. And she needed to pray about that. She also needed to pray that these women and people would stop badgering her, right? And that her husband would just, you know, um, be able to love her even though she was barren. And she told God all of her discouragements and all of her thoughts and feelings. And she, But then, she, guess what she did? She left the problem with him. She left the problem with him. And she also re relied on Eli, pardon me, who was one of her counselors. He was a man that would spoke into her. So she spent, she did have support of some good friends and some counselors. I would love for you to read her story because she did not give up. And what didn't she give up on? Because she knew that she was promised a baby one day and she was promised a son. Okay. So she, guess what? She had this son. She, she was, there's a story before that, Hannah, and the whole story about that. You'll hear, you get to read that. But then she was promised a son. So then she has her son. This is the crazy part. She has her son. And once she weans him, which I want to roughly say it's about three years, she goes to the temple and gives her son to this gentleman, this Eli that she met previously, who, um, spoke over her and dedicated her one and only son to God. 
okay? That's what she did in, in respect, in reverence to God because she got to go away and spend that time and he, and, and he honored her by, by giving her a baby. And guess what? She dedicated her entire life and her son's entire life to the future donating, not donating him, sorry, that sounds wrong, but, well, it wasn't donating him to God, giving him back to God, who originally owns our children anyway, and owns us, and she gave him back, and she was, like, returning him to God, so to speak, and that's who had him in the first place, right, and, um, and his name was Samuel, and he's one of my favorite characters in the Bible, because he ends up being, uh, prophetic, working through Eli, and ends up being, uh, David and, and, and Solomon's counsel, wise counsel and prophet. So it's an amazing story, and I told it in a different, kind of quicker version, but when you read it, you're going to see the different things, and somehow it will help you too, because it helped me. So not that long ago, it was maybe a week ago, I got to spend time with the gal pal. Excuse me for drinking. Oops. Mm. I'm a little raspy this morning. So I spent some time with the gal pal about a week, week or so, a week, but a week ago. And she was asking me a lot of great questions, wanting to know a little bit more about me. And um, some of them, you know, she asked me, one of them was like, how long have I had a relationship with God? I seriously don't remember God not in my life. I don't know what that day was like. I don't know. What, I don't remember any kind of revelation. Like all of a sudden, I'm a believer. I always remember being a believer, but I've gone through things in my life where I've had more depth with God. My relationship with God has grown. And so a lot of those significant events I was, um, you know, thinking about and I was like, well, you know, I have to share my story, but how do I share my story with her without like, oh, you know, I've always known God because that doesn't really help anybody, right? And so I, and I, she said, well, how have you always known him? And I said, I have way too miracles and too many blessings in my life to not know who God is because for me, it's like when I'm in obedience with him and I'm in his word and I'm doing the things I need to be as a warrior, spirit, heart, mind, and body, I have lived a way different life. It's like every day is... This girl is crazy. Every day is like my birthday or Christmas. Like God just pours these blessings in and it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, things that just go from little to big, but to me, I'm more about the little. The little is so imperative. Like, okay, here's a perfect example. Like last night when my husband was praying with us over dinner, he's like, here, let me hold your hands. And he prayed this most beautiful prayer over dinner. Y'all, that was not my husband a year ago. Okay. He was like, dear Jesus, thank you for this bread. Let's eat. And it wasn't even bread we were having, but just thank you for the food. Okay, let's eat. And it was an incredible thing. But that moment of just praying with him, holding his hands, and I opened my eyes to see him bowing his head. Oh, y'all, it could just make me cry and weep right now. It was beautiful. And those kind of things we need to look for because God gives us all kinds of miracles and, and in his promises, and he gives us so many blessings that we're so many times looking beyond. We're looking for the biggest thing out there. And that's when once we get that thing that we actually wanted, then we're like, oh, now what's next? But no, you need to look at everything from the smallest things to the biggest things that God does for us. And a lot of my small things happen to be hearts. I see hearts everywhere. And that, to me, is the biggest blessing for me that God gives me. It's like my secret language with him. I'll, I'll see a heart just somewhere. Like yesterday, I was walking with our daughter, Haley, into a store. And um, my husband was walking next to me, and we were all chit-chatting. And I was like, hey, look, baby, and look down. And there, I, there was like this chunk wad I don't know if it was orange I should have taken a picture of it but I just don't anymore but 
um, of this gum or gunk on the ground. It was in the shape of a heart. I'm like, babe, look at that. He's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And it was, it, it is. I've done eggs like that most recently. I just deleted some pictures of my hot chocolate. I was in hot chocolate. It was coffee. It's filled and it was, it made a shape of a heart. I mean, this is my language with God, right? So this is how I built this relationship with him. I spent time with him. So I have these secret things that we have with each other that, that, um, that it's like a secret language, right? Because God gives it to you in his word, warriors. And that's what I was reading from today. This is Samuel just sharing you about how God played this, put in Hannah when she went away to her place, her secret place. When she went away to get rejuvenated, placed so many things inside of her. So then guess what? She lived differently. She rededicated herself to him and her son. Don't forget that sacrifice. That's a huge sacrifice. What sacrifice can you give up for God? What kind of thing can you do for him? What kind of sin do you need to get out of so you can give all your obedience to him? It is so important, warriors. And that's what I had to do. So it's different significant times in my life. So I had to pull out one of my big miracles that I've had. So I pulled out with my girlfriend. I was telling you the story about her. And she was like, so what sets you apart? What makes you different? And I could have said all these small things but I had to pull out my one of my biggest miracles of the, that I know of for my own self was the birth of my son my first son so in 1991 I was uh, 1991 yeah oh see I have to track even thinking about this but I was raped and then in 92 had a baby so that's the quick version of this and so I told her a little bit of my story and um, and how that happened and how at that time I my mother had asked, um, you know, she had said, you know, you should get an abortion. And I'm like, no, I know. I was mortified by that because no matter how this baby was born, I knew it was a gift from God. And, um, and, and I had to look at it that way. Like that moment, I mean, as soon as I saw his sweet little precious self on, on the, on the, ultrasound or as soon as I heard his first little heartbeat that was a gift from God now the circumstances that happened were horrific it wasn't anything good I didn't know who I mean it was just a story for another day but I shared this with this woman this story and uh, and it was powerful because that was the miracle that God got me through so here near 29 years later 30 years later because that happened 30 years ago um, it, here I am a living proof and story to say hey I might have had my hand a moment where I was you know, I had people probably, I mean, definitely during that time, 30 years ago, having a baby and working for a gym was so mortifying. It was very shameful because I was single. I had to play, play off the story as if, um, you know, it just happened one night. Something just happened because I was mortified the fact that I was raped and it all happened. It was a bad situation, but I was, I was mortified by that. And, um, and going even having a baby shower and going through all those motions, oh my gosh, motions and emotions, they were crazy. And you know what it's like to be pregnant, you already have emotions there. So it was, an, it was an amazing, amazing and incredible and crazy time all at the same time. But I can feel a lot for Hannah because I could feel the people and the shame that I got from people, especially one of my bosses who was was mortified that I was pregnant and single and the manager of one of her gyms. Like it was not good. And so I had to always come up with something tied my story. And it was because I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to hurt other people. I just thought my story, if I hid it, I was going to hurt so many people along the way if I didn't tell, if I told them what was going on. But really it was, it was. I was protecting myself, right? And I also felt like I was protecting my child. And I protected him for a long time until two years ago when the story came out. And so I've shared it some on, on, on media here too with more of the story. If you want to check any of that out, it's on here somewhere, somehow, in one of our videos or podcasts. But through this, I just learned a lot of things. And through that, like just like Hannah, 
God supported my decision, and that's what mattered most. Man didn't support my decision. I didn't care to look for man for my decisions or many decisions to raise my son. God supported my decision, and he walked with me just through it, just like the mighty warrior, he says in Jeremiah 20, 11. I will walk with you like the mighty warrior. I am that mighty warrior, God said. And the lessons I learned, I learned that jealousy is not an excuse for bad behavior, right? Because people were jealous of the situation. I had some jealousy issues that were going on. I might have had some bad behavior because of the fact that I'm reflecting and projecting onto people what happened to me. Because when you go through something like that, then you have to bury it and hide it. Not only did I go through the rape by myself, right, because I went through that, but then I had to go through carrying a child. That's crazy. And somehow, some way, God got me through it. But he could only get me through it because I relied on him. I did the same thing as Hannah. I went away. I took my time and said, God, what do you have for me in this? What kind of story do you have for me? Because this is crazy for me to have to raise a child on my own, be single. Yes, I even went bankrupt because of it. It was a crazy time because being a single mom. But the positive is, is that God works through my mess. He works through our family messes. He works through our messes. He worked through and made my mess into a story, right? His story. His story came out of my story. My mess made a message, and now I can share with others so freely. And I'm not, it doesn't hurt me to share it. It, it. it doesn't trigger me in any kind of weird ways or anything like that, because now I'm at this point nearly 30, well, 30 years later, right, where I can share the story with you. So at this point, I, I, this verse was so precious. It's 1 Samuel 1, 8. Her, her husband, Elkanah, came up to her, um, Hannah, and he said, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you so downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons that obviously he had? And I'm like thinking, no, 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 you have it all wrong, Elkanah. It's God that she needs to mean more the most to, and it's her relationship with God that she needs to be challenging herself with. So she went away and had that. And God poured into her and then she went back and dedicated her entire life and future, as I said, her son too, to God. And that's what it is for us as well. What gift can we give to God? What sacrifice are we giving to God? Where are we at in our warrior journey? In 2017, I had to do a new restart for myself and it's a rebirth to say, God, where am I at now with my relationship with you? Um, 2020, same thing. I've had some rebirths. Some moments where I've rededicated myself because I haven't always been flying right all my life. I realize things in my life. I might be watching, a, a say, for example, a movie I shouldn't be watching or I think I shouldn't now or shouldn't have. And I realize that now or certain things, right? And so we've got to just look at our lives through the spirit, heart, mind, and body and ask God, where do you, where, where am I going in ways of the sin world or where am I going in the ways of you? Challenge yourself in this. Ask him. Am I sinning? Is this a sin? What does this look like to you, God? And then put it before him, whatever it is, and challenge yourself to live a different life and to dedicate your life back to him and your future and your children. Guess what? You don't have to really go and give him up to somebody uh, or give her up to somebody like what Hannah did, but you do need to dedicate your children back because they are not yours. He gave them to us, right? Well, I hope that you were encouraged in this, knowing that God is the God of power and witness and promises, and he has so much for you, so much for you, so much in his promises. He tells us all through the Bible, and the only way you're going to know is if you open it up and read it. And Samuel's an inspiration for me, but I had to know the backstory of Samuel. Where did Samuel come from? Who was his fierce warrior mama? Hannah, it was. And so that was an incredible story to share. And then Samuel goes on and is an incredible man 
that is for Solomon and David, which David is also one of my favorite people of the Bible. So definitely challenge yourself by reading these stories so you can be encouraged, women warriors. All right, well, let's go to God in prayer. Thank you so much for joining us on Faithful Friday. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for using examples and people that we can we can learn from in your word, God. And thank you so much for Hannah that she trudged this road before us, Lord. She was barren, but you gave her a son. And then you gave her many children after God. But she first had to be faithful to you. She first had to give you her weeping. She had to give you all of her troubles, God. And she had to lay everything at your feet, Lord, in order to be a different warrior. And she did, God, and she rededicated herself to you, and she had a relationship with you after that, Lord. So help us, too, to be those warrior women, to lay everything at your feet, God, and to give it all back to you, God. We are not worthy to carry all these burdens. We are not. We aren't even capable to carry them, God. But you are. We can put them on your shoulders. It was so cute, God, yesterday when I gave my daughter a new backpack full of goodies inside of it, things that she loved. And she was like a little six-year-old. She just, well, actually, she reminded me of my babies, Maverick and Mila. She's the little two and four, five-year-old. When they first got their new backpack, they kept it on their back. Little Mila slept with her backpack. And God, it was just like Haley was the same way. She put that backpack on when she saw it. She, and I kept telling her the retreats inside of it. But she wore it on her back. She's like, oh, I love it. And then she forgot it was on her back. And she was carrying it around her apartment. It was the most precious thing and it just reminds me God of the, of the opposite like we carry those burdens and sometimes we forget they're on our backs and they're weighing us down and this one was quite light because all of her treats I brought were light because they were healthy but but she and she just forgot that it was on her back but just like anything could be on our back weighing us down God I ask that we just lift them off lift our backpacks off of burdens whether it's rocks in our bag of muck or whatever it is we give it to you at your most precious feet lord and we just give it to you and we rededicate ourselves to you god and we don't pick that up anymore we say god you got it i don't need it anymore and we let it go we thank you god for hannah we thank you for the people of the bible that are witnesses to us help us to just dig into their stories and to just learn from you god and get a good bible that really describes that that we find ways to dig in more um, to your word, God. We look up words, we educate ourselves, and we really, yeah, that's what it is, God, educating ourselves to what your word has for us. We make it a study. It's called a study Bible for a reason. We go back to school and we study you, God. We study your word, and that's the best schooling we could ever have. That's the best education we could ever have is with you and your word, because then we stand fierce and fearless. We stand so firm, God, in your word, because we know nothing can stop us because we have your power inside of us that no one can harm us because we have your power inside of us yes we'll be persecuted and beat down but god we can stand firm knowing that your promises are real and true and you are the almighty creator and you created us and so god when you want to take us out you'll take us out until then we are to live and spread your gospel as you want us to do and just as the sweet hannah did as she gave back her son and dedicated all to you and then her life to you help us to do the same as warrior women we thank you we honor you and we love you god help us to worship you more and to fight fiercely for you in our lives no matter and above all else in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right warriors we thank you so much for joining me on faithful friday stay full of faith okay please do and get you have to get it through here you have to get it through the word of god and it reminds me every day on the front of my bible let me read it to you this bible cover i have Stand firm, then, with a belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. 
take up the shield of faith for which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is Ephesians 6, 14 through 17. So warriors put on the full armor of God. Stay fierce, warriors.